welcome back to black couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for this amazing show i don't know what the ratings are doing but i hope it gets renewed i really enjoy every episode that comes out each week and i get really excited for the next one and this did not disappoint this is debris season one episode five earth shine written by tracy why am i reading this upside down why don't i just flip it over i'm just really trying to read it upside down tracy belmo and tiffany shaw ho directed by rebecca rodriguez oh shoot look at all this i gave this episode a 10 out of 10 i really need more i need more answers damn it because i have a lot of questions every episode it's basically me raising my hand question and at the end of the episode my hand is still up so we start this week with a normal bus ride it seemed with two people striking up a convo over lost mittens when all of a sudden there's a piercing noise and then absolutely no sound which i hate like the thought of not being able to hear is just something about that in space really messes with my equilibrium and though people are talking they cannot hear each other the bus then disappears and i put through a wormhole question mark question mark confirm later on then reappears crash somewhere with a man observing casually and concerned when the male passenger that we got the point of view from at the beginning of the episode crawls from the death scene jesus christ that is our opening sequence if you hear music it's because someone at 11:30 at night doesn't have to go to work and they are thinking it's the perfect time to decide to have a dance party outside in their car it's fucking cold what is wrong with you on the plane Fanola glares at a sleeping brian but he wakes when he hears a new case alert which means he probably was pretending to sleep in the first place he asks to see the case file but she points out that he only glances at them instead of reads them she on her petty pablo right now he blames her distance on mondays she says it's thursday then on mornings she says it's noon why am i still getting hate he ain't never had attitude from finola even when they've been arguing so he figures or at least he admits i fucked up and she concludes that's the first thing he got right she does passive aggressive so well because it's not hostile it's simply business non-casual you know he deduces she is upset with him regarding their disagreement about where were they at new amsterdam nebraska i don't know i like that he's gonna go with his experience and instinct when he feels warranted because he has his own agency and we've seen that he's emotionally empathetic he isn't always gonna go with the emotional decision though he is gonna be the rational one that keeps you know let's save everybody when maybe everybody can't be saved finola very grounded and you need that person to be around to ground you in the more pessimistic view and i think she's starting to understand that by the end of the episode she tells him we're just different and it is what it is but we're all good and doesn't want to discuss it further 
in boston i really like the gnarly effects of the bus crash and the music ahmed welcomes the duo at the crime scene and explains that the bus disappeared from new jersey at 7:30 a.m debris apparently was used in new jersey to get the bus there via confirmed wormhole they know one passenger escaped uh, via the blood trail but there is no sign of him brian recalls debris stolen from germany capable of accomplishing such a feat something happened in china that failed as the recipients came out like spaghetti noodles <laughs> that's awful that's awful something is making the masterminds bolder and finola susses out what that could be they get a call from mac in new jersey i got stuff we need stuff <laughs> the, the show doesn't often do humor but sometimes when they toss it my way i chuckle a wine pitch was heard two hours before the bus event but no debris just residual traces footage of the bus is sent to finola in the footage they see a bald guy next to a poster that literally has binoculars i'm mr meeseeks look at me finola sends mackie to retrieve the coffee cup the man left behind so that they can get some fingerprints the survivor is found in an abandoned warehouse where someone took a skin biopsy dna and hair follicles because they are experimenting clearly on the effects of the wormhole brian wonders what's going on she says it's influx they arrange to get the survivor back to orbital for their own tests they brainstorm that the reason of the experiment is to sell to a buyer they're going to give the technology to someone and this was kind of a demo except they were far more successful than they were in china the china footage is conveniently gone with finola being very suspicious but ryan reassures her he wants to catch these guys just as much as she does and will ask maddox about the footage peter joseph eichmann is the bald man identified he has red flags everywhere so they take the plane to i really love that city he also just came from germany at the hotel peter checked into there's footage of him meeting with a familiar nemesis but for for finola these are the same men that took her father and she calls ferris to update her as she wants more info to pursue them ferris says you must be strong i don't trust her whatsoever she always looks like someone else is in the room with her and i need to know who that is she tells her she's expecting intel on her father but his mama on what that intel is finola now suspects that he might be a clone and not her father but she doesn't have anything concrete who do you think it is i think it's a doppelganger it's either a doppelganger or her father faked his death and he really is the leader of influx and he didn't want anyone know he was turning criminal that's just my opinion on the matter i don't know about the the eye they said that's weird so that's where I'm, i might go in the doppelganger section 
but either way i don't think he's a good guy i think that he is a terrible person and (laughs) he's in charge of influx and he's probably made a cult and we'll get to that at the end of the episode as a familiar song song is sung (laughs) by our nemesis who speaks and had a british accent and became instantly sexier stop it get some help (laughs) i know i got problems i got me a british accent just it's a patty dampener it is um the china file ferris too cannot access but reminds her that they have secrets from the americans as well because she's still like why brian lied to me she keeps saying the americans but then she goes back to brian what are these secrets that the brits know though that the americans don't because we've had no no indication of this just as brian joins her they hear a whining sound signaling it's gonna happen again and i felt like helgi should show up in his pajamas (laughs) maddox and his wife are in therapy with both thinking the other is quiet as they get home then she bombshells she wants to move to houston for dario but it's a flimsy excuse even to me to uproot their family and she brings up an accident and his job and clearly there's some lingering guilt and maybe why he's trying to do illegal shit to help his son and why he's rather disillusioned with the world despite the fact that he works for the government i think she wants to go to houston because her boo thing is moving there and she's trying to pull a serious like they have problems in their marriage and he seems like he's really working hard to work on it and she's more like i'm putting in the work to do so because i have to but i really kind of want us to find a really concrete reason to divorce you (laughs) i don't i don't get it but i don't trust her on the ground in new york city the radius is much larger meaning they're making something much bigger disappear the ringing suddenly stops and brian updates maddox who they now know influx stole from germany maddox didn't take down the file despite it needed needing his approval because apparently mi6 doesn't always follow protocol putting it on them i'm not sure if i believe him but the way in which he said it so casually i think he's probably telling the truth and it might have been mi6 who took it down because he totally put it on the other ones and once first crack at the brit so i didn't know that the one guy that they were chasing mr mysterious man was british but apparently he did making his way to brian Fanola calls ferris once again after setting up teams but gets a voicemail to call her back or she'll call her back then unexpectedly Didi calls from the hospital curb as justin got carried away but he's fine Didi's lonely and really wanting to know the song that they used to listen to. Fanola tells her to go home and get some rest. Ryan has been watching the hotel across the street as he knows the current one was booked. And out walks uh, Peter. But he's surrounded and he tells them you can't stop it. Another will rise in my place. This technology will be free before killing himself. She calls Ferris once again and tells her they are convicted believers, the people that are in influx willing to die for this cause. So why are these zealots the way they are? 
this causes ferris to look very concerned and who is she looking at i got my eyes on you she does very conveniently have the china footage but didn't trust sending it over the network she sends a man in a van that tells her that ferris knows more than she's telling and her father is not a clone who the fuck are you man where the fuck did this guy come from who is he the person that's always in the room with ferris because how would he know that conversation unless he is bugging her phone or finola's phone or the office i don't know but he is a popular face so i'm thinking he's gonna have a bigger role and it's mysterious and i don't know what it all means just as she's hitting play brian walks in and tells her maddox claimed the state department took it down but he didn't know and she wonders considering tension between china and america if his boss keeps shit from him he's like no he tells me everything go teamwork I really did think her and Brian were going to have it out this episode because I felt like she was dropping all the hints and he simply was not picking them up. Like, why would you not think she might have found out? Fanola figures out the debris has to be between two conductor poles to open the wormhole and has Brian confirm it with Mackie. The wine was the charging process. Doesn't narrow it down much good to see maddox in the field and involved as they try to narrow down where the debris will be and it's good to see the team together for the really first time if ferris was there it'd be a party they split up to go to three different locations just as mr mysterious is updating or being updated that the debris are charged at 80 percent they are undeterred that they will be taking a chunk out of manhattan they search three locations where they can be and finola gets into a shootout or her spot while both brian and maddox are clear except it has to be brian's building so he i don't know why it had to be you could have researched your own but he was like yeah i trust my own work i don't trust yours <laughs> uh brian circles back as finola pursues mr mystery man who definitely calls it a cause as he gets the other man to take a piece of the debris and jump despite him saying it has been too many times so that's interesting we see the effect immediately it's like his skin died in that spot but he is able to power up the debris at the other location that maddox had just left so that's on you bruh he calls uh to back up finola but she has gone rogue like, i'll trust you mallory and agents are shot in an ambush though brian's badass skills finally come to the forefront as he takes them down when the debris is synced he hauls mallory who through a gunshot wound walks him through disarming the debris that if done wrong will turn you into vaporized mist just as finola is accosted by mystery man who tells her she has his eyes pause right there now naturally we're thinking about her father that must be who he's referencing but i'm just gonna toss out a theory that maybe just maybe he's talking about her son in the future somewhere just saying i'm putting it out there 
just throwing it out there in the universe seeing if it sticks but then the sound disappears he ain't too uh stressed about it he also knew she was following him but mallory with the help of brian saves the day i'm glad that they allowed the tech uh, you know one of the techies to just save the day and she took a, a bullet wound so badass mystery man doesn't seem concerned that he gets caught and arrested considering i would be hella alarmed his only response to is to smile uh, to finola's questions about her dad brian notices finola is upset because she's like really i mean she's gotten some trauma today she's gotten some trauma in the last 24 to 48 hours because she knows and suspects that basically the reason and the change of why influx has become so successful is because they have her father so she thinks with their help they're able to do more terrible things so she's just horrified by the whole situation and she can't talk to anyone about it besides ferris who's not giving her a whole bunch or any support she can't tell Dee Dee, who is falling all off the wagon everywhere so she's overwhelmed and she's just not even you know focusing on her work but then when brian walks in she quickly acts like that's what she was doing when finola does not allow him to know why she's upset just disregarding it and going back to business he once again tries to re-establish rapport by telling her he didn't think she could handle it when he first met her but he was wrong and doesn't get anything but a polite hmm and a goodbye maddox also tells her good job but is very suspicious as he asks if there was an exchange between her and the brit she says no and i'm sure he was across the street and spotted the fact that that was a lie <laughs> and his stepping in front of her space was definitely trying to intimidate her and not only that both brian and maddox make confirmations of torture like he's gonna go somewhere he can't be heard i'm gonna get that information don't worry about that but promises that she can interview or give an update once he gets that information she then gets a call from Didi that is safe and sound she sends her a video of them as kids dancing and singing to a song that mr mysterious is singing and i want to know his story all about it and if the the father figure of finola is the big bad of the season series who knows but i'm certainly anxious for next week we have one piece of feedback so let's hop into the mailbag Christina is me shy I am here to talk about episode 5 of debris I really enjoyed this episode um, <laughs> again as always very different than the other episodes <laughs> in regards to the type of debris and the mystery that they have to solve this time we have a wormhole that they create 
um, in New Jersey where the bus goes through this wormhole and it ends up in Boston, which I thought was crazy. I did not, when that whole thing happened, um, I did not expect everyone on the bus was going to die. That was sad because I was feeling <laughs> the little dynamic with the, the glove girl with the guy. Um, but they ended up, I mean, I'm I, I'm not going to lie. I'm still kind of confused as to what was going on with the guy that ended up alive. But then they killed him after taking his blood, hair, and skin sample. So I don't know if they explain that in this episode, if that's something we're going to find out in a later episode um because I didn't understand what they were doing that for um we finally got more um involvement with the influx um organization all right here's my new theory I heard what you said last episode and uh, last episode last podcast all right now I'm not on after this the ending scene with the the music all right, I'm all, now I'm going on the <laughs> the rabbit hole of this dad. Her dad, sadly, I mean, I'm just saying, her dad is like one of the like the leader of this organization. He's the founder of this organization, and now I'm thinking that he faked he faked his own death, and you know, just going along with what in line of what you said about you know how scientists you know I guess there's have this single-minded focus and he's and maybe he's going underground because he his work the work that he was doing was being controlled or whatever the case may be he felt the government was getting too involved in what he was doing and he wasn't liking that and so maybe he partnered up with someone um and they created influx and now they're doing this experiments and stuff i don't know i mean i just feel like they like they're they need because i'm like even if because they're not threatening it's not like they're threatening finola or Didi um with anything i'm guessing no um so i'm I'm more in the lines of that theory right now. That's that's where I'm going. So he wasn't, he's not there against his will. He's faked his own death and he's involved in this organization. He's one of the leaders, the leader, whatever. Um, I like seeing Finola and her sister again in this one. They're dynamic, getting a little bit more of their dynamic. And that little cute scene with them as kids, that was... That was nice. We see Fanola and Brian kind of circling around each other. Um, now she's as standoffish as he is, and he knows something's up. Of course, he immediately thinks in regards to what happened in the previous episode, and so he hasn't quite caught on. I'm thinking he deep down he knows it's more but he just is just not I think he's on the cusp of figuring out that this is not about that the Nebraska thing but 
you know, right now, he's not quite sure. He doesn't know her well enough to go completely there, I guess. Um, so, and then we have the mysterious guy who gives her the video, the, um, the, um, thumb drive to look at the video, uh, the China video, and, um, says the, you know, cryptic, oh, you know, Ferris, I guess, doesn't say everything or whatever, something like that, so, course we knew that i mean this is the government <laughs> just like with maddox with brian brian like, oh yeah he tells me everything i know everything no you don't dude because you don't know that he's meeting the russians and doing whatever he's doing with them so everyone has their secrets dude so for you to think that way is to be very naive and i don't take you as a naive person and and the same as i see that uh finola she's coming to realize that she's alone in this at the moment she feels like she's alone in this she can't trust brian of course she can't trust cia and she can't trust her own organization mi6 at this point um the guy in the influx guy his encrypted uh oh yeah your eyes you have his eyes so that was interesting and random for him to say. So, so many things to still get into and figure out and resolve. Um, I'm excited about it. I still didn't quite understand like how they were gonna make how like so you have to have a a piece a debris piece on one end and another debris piece on another they sink they sink together to make the hole that can make buildings disappear i'm assuming is what they were doing what was how that was working so for that for the um bus to disappear they had the thing on one side of the street and then another side of the street and they synced up but then i'm like why is it only the bus that disappeared why through the warm through the wormhole um why couldn't there have been more things so do they have to turn it on and turn it off so yeah i'm i was not quite understanding exactly what was happening mean, i knew what was happening but i didn't understand like the logistics of it like what the science of it actually i guess that is more of a better term of how that all worked so yeah but um as always i enjoyed this episode it was fun it was mysterious it had you know good pacing some you know action um i was half hoping that finola would break down and say something but um to brian um at some point especially when he came in there and said you know i didn't think you could do whatever he said you don't think you do this at first and now you know you got this kind of thing so then we got maddox and his wife um very curious about that um obviously they have a very tense relationship um i don't want to jump wait you know to the oh yeah it was she's having an affair but at the same time you know that is cliche and what they typically do is 
do that trope. Oh, having affairs, phone calls, husband always away. You know, she's not happy with her life. She's talking about moving to Houston. Um, yeah, that was it. And then she shut down after that. So obviously there's more to that than meets the eye. So we will see how that plays out. All right. Um, I think that's it. That's all I remember from the episode. Um, I want to definitely get my feedback in sooner than later. Um, and I think that's all I have. So until next time, much love, peace, and black girl magic, queen of the couch, shy. That was her shyness with thoughts on the episode. I love how you just took my whole entire, you know, theory and was like, so I'm going to present my rabbit hole theory. (laughs) I said that. That was my whole theory. Thief? I I said all of those words of what would be happening. Or it's a doppelganger, one or the other. But I'll let you call sign. It's fine. Um, <laughs> in regards to what was how they were using the debris, I think the best way they described it is like a tuning fork. And if you've seen, if, remember Ralph in the Flash, like ding, the little conductor. So yeah, that's how they were doing that. As far as the guy that crawled from the bus scene, like basically he he was dead. Uh, he was dying. He may have survived if that guy was going to give him medical attention, but because he was observing the experiment, all he did was take exa- uh, samples from him that would, you know, like a scientist, you would study it uh, to learn from that event. So that's what happened to him. But he, I'm guessing he just died of his injuries. I think the Maddox thing is, it could be that maybe she's being blackmailed. That would be more interesting than a cheating storyline. So I'll toss that out there as another possibility besides that but you know i think it's just to give the characters motivation i think him and his son dario they have a really close relationship apparently he was involved or probably was driving something revolving the accident that occurred to him or you know his son was the collateral damage from that so i'm interested in learning more about dario because he seems like he has a story And I think that's all the feedback I had on your feedback. Other than I'm with you, this show is just very interesting. And every week I want to know more. Now, I did tell you I was going to talk about my sister. (laughs) I I almost talked about it at the top of the podcast, but I'm like, y'all here to hear debris, not my, my life story. But if you want to hear here's some dose of what is it like in in the christina bubble that is my life so my sister has went to mexico mexico mm-hmm. she has a seven month year old daughter irie beautiful beautiful child and at the last minute she was like oh i had this trip booked and i can't let it go now she could have just gave this trip to somebody else but no she wanted to go herself fine but nobody was there to watch her baby so she took the baby to mexico for a week okay that's fine people travel with their children all the time 
she decides to leave her wallet at home and bring a hundred dollars in cash because she wasn't gonna spend that much what what the fuck so then she sends my mom to western union her some money and then gets mad at my mom because she didn't know to put her middle name on the thing and then my mom doesn't know how to use western union so she did a walmart to walmart so then i get a call i i just happen to be butt naked and about to get in the shower so she was really lucky and she's at this store and she, and she ain't got she can't get into the hotel because she doesn't have a credit card because you need that when you're checking into a hotel you know these basic ass things all her credit cards are at home oh i thought i was thinking it was like jamaica and they might still might and still needing are two different things worse she's like oh yeah i'm in the store this baby is crying i said why is Ari crying it's like is she fed well she stayed up all night before she got on the plane didn't go to sleep and she breastfeeds Irie. didn't drink any water all day because she was high and now the baby ain't had no milk now babies that need assistance it's like i can't i i it, it they're the most helpless things in the world and like I know people say their dogs depend everything on their owner sure but this is a baby and (laughs) she depends on the mother being able to give her something to eat so this baby ain't had no nothing because she ain't purchased a water she's dehydrated (sighs) so i get on i money grant her i said how much she needs she says 200 i says i think you need 300 for the week she says okay i should do 300 like okay and the whole time i'm on the phone i'm gentle chastising like okay so how do you forget your wallet like that's just not something that's heard of um do you have your passport of course i got my passport not of course not of course because of course you would have had your wallet but that's not where the the saga ended unfortunately nope 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 i get a call um about two days later hey can you send me a hundred dollars um i told you you should have got some more money oh you know because she said she bought groceries she don't need anything i said you're going to resort you don't want to do a massage you ain't gonna do an excursion i mean i don't know what excursion you can do with a baby but (sighs) why are you in mexico with your baby that's the first question who takes a six months year old to mexico not for vacation not if you trying to actually vacation she acting like she's talking about i really want some street tacos i said so you you okay what's the thing what's the thing um do you need more than a hundred dollars well they can only do a hundred dollars here okay fine i'm sending you this money i send it to her then i get a text because for some reason she always kids me when i'm about to get in the shower and i come out of the shower and it says that it has been refunded back to me moneygram and then i said what's wrong why is it i text her so why did it refund she calls me can you do western union 
because apparently something's wrong with MoneyGram. I was on customer service with them and they just couldn't do MoneyGram. I said, oh Lord, you can't do MoneyGram in Mexico because something's wrong because it's Mexico. But okay, I- I'm a Western, I'm a Western Union. You. How much you need? They can only do still a hundred. Okay, I'm gonna send you a hundred. Um, where's baby Irene? Oh, she's being passed around by everybody in the store. The cashier's holding her. The other cashier's holding her. I said, this COVID. They got some mask on? She goes, oh, you know, I'm probably immune to it. Little tape around his body. So fucking in my soul not to jump down my sister's throat <laughs> I said in the best way I could I said that's not I, I would get the you know it, it's still very active they're talking about a third wave I wouldn't just have some random people touching my baby you got some hand sanitizer anything oh yeah you know we'll be and she, she didn't have nothing to say because she knew like next thing I know that baby was in her arms because she must have felt something in my voice that was like I know you was not letting some random ass people touch your six month year old child in the middle of a fucking pandemic are you out of your fucking mind in a Mexico anyhow I sent her the money gram and um so this is $400 thus far she has spent in three days three days but she but she went and that's what i was i was trashing about i said but you only thought you needed a hundred dollars right so that's how much you brought with you was a hundred dollars and you had spent four hundred dollars actually you spent five hundred dollars including the hundred dollars you had since you've been there and it's been three days right so that pissed me off all last night because then i was having nightmares and horror dreams that something was gonna happen to baby Irie. Fuck my sister. <laughs> she made them life choices. Those is on you. But the baby didn't choose to be there. Okay. And I was just so concerned. And she talked about how my mother panics. I'm like, that's not panic. That's just we are realists, and you are in a constant bubble of like you ain't a Negro first and foremost. Like what do you? you are black that automatic you're single you're female and you are constantly intoxicated with weed and you just trailing this baby around and you trying to have a good time like she's laughing the phone going, <laughs> i'm like no that's not i'm not amused and today i get a text in the middle of work talking about can you send me a hundred dollars i flipped the script (laughs) when i tell you i flip and i know when i flip i call my mother because that means you better stop me before i leave you want me to handle this so you go my mom already knew she was like i told her not to text you (laughs) because my mom probably said she was gonna handle it and she probably said do not text christina and i my mom ain't talked to me since and because she do one i don't even like one mom like it's taking me the longest because i've had to curse her out at least 40 times and 
I tell her, I, I don't answer the phone when you call me during work, and I will not answer the phone when you call me during work. I don't care how many times you call, I'm not answering the phone. And if I do pick up, I wanted to, because the only times I was picking up the phone, I was just cursing her the heck out. I was like, if you don't want to get cursed out, I suggest you don't call me. Just don't. Because then you'd be like, uh, and if she nearly needs something, she'll just whisper, like, I know you at work, but um, can you just tell me what the bitch I, this is not something you need to call me while i'm doing something that's responsible get a job i'm so freaking upset with my family sometimes they be putting me through the ringer and i'll be calm about it too i'll be so calm but then they hit my level and then it's not even that i'm screaming it's just more like i don't i take off the the kid gloves and I throw out hard, very hard facts. And I ain't trying to hear nothing. <laughs> I ain't hearing no excuses. I'm going to make you feel wrong. And I'm going to co-sign that feeling that you know you fucked up with words of advice that are going to be very hostile. All right? I ain't heard from neither since because they know they have hit... And somebody better be giving my $100 back. Like, bitch, you better be glad I had that shit in my bank account. Usually, I be check to check. Luckily, I've come up in the world where I have money in my account until my next paycheck. It's crazy. However, y'all ain't gonna decide. And I was screaming at her too. I was like, you better tell her how much she needed. She's getting it this one time because I'm not fucking doing it again. That's what I told my mom. <laughs> I didn't use the word fucking... Because I still don't curse in front of my mother. That's just not... Mm, it feels weird. My sisters do it. I just can't. It just is not something I think is a, a good look. It's not to say I haven't randomly been like across the room and said a curse word. and She might have overheard it. But I don't talk to her and use actual curse words. Um, I might substitute those curse words so that she knows that I want to use a curse word but I'm not going to, but that's the saga of my sister right now. So now for the next, cause she leaves on Saturday, fucking two days on pins and fucking needles waiting for this baby to be back home safe. I'm about to go over there and see the baby. Be like, Ari, I'm so sorry. Your mama put you through all this shit. Cause she's selfish. She's so fucking selfish. Nobody told you to have three kids. No one told you to do it, but she did. So, that's what happens when you keep fucking and don't do birth control. I don't know why you thought these fertile ass genes in our family. Do you not see the, the fucking four and five per damn person? I got lucky and did one because I made sure. Okay. I put everything under the sun to make sure there is not another baby getting up in this wound. Absolutely not. Christ come looking at me and I'm like, bruh, it's choose someone else. I decline the offer. <laughs> oh, that's my venting. So if you want to send feedback on the next episode of Debris, you can send it to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social medias will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And until next time, peace, hair grease, black girl magic. <laughs>